Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Hello, welcome to this week's journal entry. My three-year-old son taught me a lesson recently. I think three years old is that age where they start to say things that make you think and question certain actions that you have or things that you do. And he did something recently that I was like, oh my gosh, this is his perspective of me. And it was just so eye-opening. My mom took him to a grocery store, Target, of course, to pick out a Christmas gift for me. And she had asked him, what does your mommy like to do? And his answer was that mommy likes to shower. And I know that at first that might just sound cute or something like a toddler would say, something silly. But it hit me hard because I realized that when I shower, it's truly like the only thing that he sees me do for me. It's like the only thing that I do by myself when he's home, like when he's not at school. I'm just always playing with him. He's the type of toddler that doesn't love independent play. He's getting better at it, but he, he always asks me to play with him. So I always say yes. Or if he does find me doing something on my own, like if I am exercising or Um, trying to cook a meal or something, and he comes to find me, I always incorporate him. So it's difficult for me to like break away. And my mentality is that I want to soak up like every moment with him, you know, and I want to give him as many experiences as possible. And while I am working on trying to come up with better independence skills, I realized that with how attached we are, spending pretty much every waking moment together, except when he's at school and I'm working, I don't feel nearly as depleted as I once did. Like when I first heard him say that mommy likes to shower, I felt a little sad, like, wow, that's like how he thinks of me. (laughs) He thinks that showering brings me joy. But then I thought, you know, instead of that, I'm playing with him. I love that that's where my time is spent. And I love that I don't feel so depleted, even though in addition to, you know, having a toddler attached at my hip, I'm also running three businesses and doing all the cooking and cleaning and all of the things. And so in this episode, I'm going to share with you how I personally manage my me time or personal time, what I do for self-care, and also highlight what self-care really is. And I think that that shift is going to be huge for you, whether it's just a perspective shift or it's something that you actually do in your routine or schedule, especially if you try it this week. First, 
I want to let you know that it's okay to forget about yourself amongst the chaos. Your to-do lists are so long that it's easy to get wrapped up in that. And as well as who else needs you and thinking what balls you're inevitably dropping and, and all of the things. So it's, it's okay to forget that you are important too. You should be prioritizing yourself. The, the more you prioritize yourself and the better that you feel, the better you can show up for others, for your family. It's like that metaphor. So, so the first metaphor is, you know, fill your cup because whatever you're feeling inside is going to overflow. If you're feeling depleted and frustrated and stressed and, and how you act when you're stressed is uh, angry, you know, that's going to overflow. But if you take the time to fill your cup with things that make you feel at peace and calm and all those things, that is what will overflow. This Instagram reel, try and picture two empty glasses right next to each other. And then someone is carrying a mug of water. And on one of the clear glasses, it says, my cup and the other one it says everybody else and they're trying to pour from this mug into the my cup cup but you know how like when you're pouring out of a mug it doesn't it like trickles down the side and gets all over the counter it trickles down the side and gets all into the everybody else's cup it's like you're trying to do all of the things and like put it in your cup, but it actually, it's still pouring into everybody else's cup. I feel like that is so, nor that happens all of the time, enough for people to make reels about it. So if that's you, if you feel like, oh my gosh, where have I gone? I feel like I've lost myself. I can't remember the last thing that I did for me. Just pause, take a moment, take a breath and forgive yourself, give yourself some grace and know that that is okay. I do end the days completely exhausted, but still confident that I got done what I needed to get done. And I feel light almost and like ready to collapse, but also inspired for the next day. And I ask myself, why is this? How is it that I'm not losing myself in motherhood and in my to-do list when so much of my time, like, that that is our lives, right? It's like if you are a parent, is that, or if you're a spouse, and then your jobs and responsibility on top of that. So two things came to me. The first is that I pencil in my personal time, me time, outside of I've said kiddo time, outside of when my son is around so that I can feel sane and present and accomplished. The things that I do during that time are for me. And for me, I do this in the morning before he wakes up because I found that if I try and wait until the end of the day, I'm too tired that I just don't want to do anything at all. So it just works best for me to do it in the morning. So I've been waking up earlier knowing that the actions that I'm going to be doing during this time are for me, knowing that they will make me feel present and focused and sane and good. And like also I'm crossing things off of my to-do list because exercising is on there and journaling is on there and things that I want to get done throughout the day. Something else that I do, which I understand isn't an option for everybody, but it is helpful for me 
I heard the suggestion once, if bedtime is a stressful time for you, and if you follow me on social media, you know that it's a slightly stressful time for me with my kiddo. If it is a stressful time for you, ask yourself, what is it that you're hoping to do at night that when it doesn't happen, you get really frustrated? So if your kid is staying awake for two hours and you don't get to do X, Y, and Z, what is that X, Y, and Z? Is it that you wanted to watch a TV show? Is it that you wanted to drink a cup of tea while reading a book? Identify what that is and then do it earlier in the day so that if they do fall asleep, you can watch another episode or you can read a few more chapters. But if they don't, you have already filled your cup and satisfied that need earlier in the day. So ever since then, I have given myself permission to take a break throughout the day. Usually it's either during my lunch break or a little bit after to watch episodes of The Bachelor or Love is Blind or just some silly reality show that I enjoy watching at night, but I'll watch it during the day. And it it felt wrong at first, like I should not be spending work hours doing this, but I felt so much more re-energized afterwards. I got right back into work from a, like a fresh headspace rather than a burnt out headspace. And then at night, I was like, eh, I already watched this episode. So the fact that my son is still awake at 10.30 p.m., it's fine. <laughs> so that was the first thing that I do is I just pencil in me time. And then the second thing is more actionable and I think even more important. The second thing is I started to understand that real self-care has to come from inside of us, from within you. Self-care, the things that are going to make you feel good, the things that are going to make you feel like yourself again are things like self-reflection, things like asking yourself the right questions, setting boundaries, learning how to treat yourself with compassion and grace, living more aligned and learning to respond versus react, making choices that just feel authentic to you. Self-care is not spa days. <laughs> it's not burning out until you need to call in sick and take a quote unquote mental health day from work, likely filled with guilt because now you're missing meetings and maybe people needed you. Self-care is not just like listening to music or doing one of your hobbies or even exercising. I'm reading a book right now called Real Self-Care and the subtitle is Crystals, Cleanses, and Bubble Baths Not Included. Now, I want to say some of those things I listed like exercising. I do believe that that is very important. And I do have crystals on my desk. I do love bubble baths. I do love spa days. But those things alone never changed anything for me emotionally or mentally. In the book, Real Self-Care, it's by Pooja Lakshman. And this book actually was voted NPR's Books We Love for 2023. But 
She says, fixing your troubles isn't as simple as buying a new day planner or signing up for a meditation class. These faux self-care practices keep us looking outward, comparing ourselves with others or striving for a certain type of perfection. So her book kind of breaks down what she calls faux self-care, like what we're taught from society to do, which by the way, fuels uh, like the economy when we are taught left and right to book the massage because it's self-care, then they're going to profit, right? So the author goes more into setting boundaries and moving past guilt tied to those boundaries and treating yourself with grace and asserting your power. So I've really been loving this book. The boundaries that I have been working on as part of self-care, number one is that working out is me time. I've received messages on Instagram whenever I post that I feel frustrated that my son interrupted my workout. I, I get comments like, oh, but it's so great. They're seeing you as a role model and just incorporate them. And up until recently, like truly the past couple of weeks, it just, it didn't feel possible for me to incorporate him into my workouts. He just didn't enjoy it. He would scream and yell while he watched me work out. Even when I tried like different things and it was just more stressful to have him around. And so if he woke up during my workout, I would just stop. And sometimes I would do the rest of it later on that day. Most of the time I would just end it right there and choose to feel proud of whatever it is that I did finish because working out is my sanity time. It's my me time. And as of the past couple of weeks, when it has been more fun to incorporate him, I do incorporate him, but I draw a line and I stop thinking of it as my workout because the intensity changes. And the whole time I'm thinking of him and the fact that he just picked up a five pound weight and oh my gosh, what if he drops it on his foot? And so I just immediately go into mom mode, which is fine because my perspective and um, what is the word I'm trying to think of? Like, I shifted from this task is for me to now it's like playtime. I'm doing something with my son. So, but that's one of my boundaries is that exercise is for me. Sometimes it gets cut short. So maybe I'm not following through on that boundary, but it feels good for right now. Another self-care boundary that I have kind of aligning with exercise and eating healthy is my morning beverages. So my son knows that I drink my pre-workout in the morning, even when I'm not working out. It's just kind of the first thing that I drink in the morning. And he helps me make my coffee now because he knows this is something that mommy has. Whereas before I used to just feel so stressed with everything that was going on that I would skip having coffee or it just felt like a whole production to try and make it. And then lastly, smoothies. I try and have a smoothie once a day. And now my son loves them. It's, I think, truly the healthiest meal that he has just because he's such a picky eater, but he also loves making them for himself and for me. So that's just been a boundary that I'm not willing to compromise on the, the beverages that I have in the morning, but I have now incorporated Griffin just because that's what I do and he wants to be a part of it. I'm not bending my boundaries for him. 
Another self-care is therapy. Huge fan of that. I still go. Also journaling, obviously. But journaling in a way that feels transformative. Journaling in a way that feels like I'm honoring where I'm at, what's going on, and not just journaling about gratitude, about things that made me happy yesterday or affirmations. Those things are fine, but it that's not self-reflection. That's not getting you to dig deeper. And so through journaling, I ask questions and I do try and see my situation or my feelings from different points of view. And it feels just like an exploration time for me. And I'd say that lasts about 10 to 15 minutes. And then the last thing that I feel like I do for self-care is staycations at awesome Airbnbs. Again, if you follow me on social media, you have seen some of the ones that I've stayed at and they are just so great. The vibe that I go for is kind of like the rustic and modern look. But the key here is that it's not just a vacation for me or a staycation for me. I go with the intention to kind of detox. And while I'm there, I'm journaling a lot. I'm listening to personal development and then journaling on my thoughts or journaling on my aha moments from that. I am exercising. I am um, making matchas and trying to eat healthier and enjoying some dark chocolate at night too, maybe some popcorn while watching The Bachelor. But these staycations feel so luxurious because it's a time for me that I prioritize myself and my needs. And I ask myself, what is it that I need? What is it that's missing, if anything? What is it that I can do that can elevate how I feel and how I show up? The National Institute of Mental Health, I actually searched about self-care to see what they said. And they said that self-care means taking the time to do things that will help you live well and improve both your physical health and your mental health. When it comes to your mental health, self-care can help you manage stress, lower your risk of illness, and increase your energy. I personally think that it's important to do both. I've mentioned exercising a few times. I do think that that's great. Exercising, eating healthy, getting the massages, I do that. But again, on its own, you'll only feel so good for so long. But when you partner that with journaling or and or boundary setting and acting in alignment with your values and who you want to be and rewriting the stories that you're not proud of right now. That's when change happens. That's when you rewire your brain and you're able to manage your day-to-day responsibilities and manage your kiddos that are attached to you, but not default to survival mode. So doing both of those at the same time or not doesn't literally have to be at the same time or even the same week, but having them both on your priority list will just elevate your self-care and make you feel so much better. So for me, it comes back to journaling or a therapy session, but in journaling, that's where I've been able to do all of this. I journal through Even with boundary setting, I journal about why am I not setting boundaries? What is it about this situation or this person? What is the fear, likely for me, behind it? 
And I journal through that. I've journaled through like, what do I even want? I remember my therapist asking me, what do you want? And I did not have an answer. I have also asked myself the question, what are my values? And I did not have an answer. So I just, I take the time to journal through that. I journal through how do I want to respond? And I use past experiences as a reference point, as well as future experiences that might happen. I discovered all of these things just by setting aside time to explore them in my journal. And again, that really only takes me about 15 minutes a day. And there's another study, well, lots of studies that say journaling only three times a week, three to five times a week for 15 minutes a day can reduce stress, increase immunity, reduce depression, like all the things. So if you want a personal challenge, take three days this week, journal for 15 minutes and see how good you feel. Also, that study did say to do it for 12 weeks, but let's start with one at a time and go from there. By now, you know that self-care is more than just the frilly stuff, right? It's more than just the frilly spa days and that prioritizing yourself is possible even with, with, with everything going on, right? So give yourself grace wherever you currently are. And I encourage you to commit to journaling or at the very least, just checking in on yourself like once a day. Just ask yourself, how do I feel right after this episode ends? Or maybe you can pause it right now. Ask, how am I currently feeling? What is on my mind? What is weighing heavy on me? Is there anything that I can process? What is bubbling up? I think you'll be surprised if you don't do this often. When you just allow yourself the time and space and ask that question, what will come up? And trust that. Just run with it. Even if it seems so silly, run with it and see where it leads you. If you're looking for a place to start with journaling, I do have a very simple guide that I will link in my show notes as well as at samanthapencoff.com forward slash podcast. It's called How to Start Journaling. There's no intricate prompts or anything. It's just a way to get your juices flowing. So that's a really good free resource. If you did find this episode helpful, I would love to hear from you in the comments or in my DMs. And I especially can't wait for those of you that message me. I would love to hear about what you do for yourself this week. What is on your self-care to-do list? Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners, so make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapencoff.com forward slash podcast.